are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. All right, we are live on Skywatchers Radio on December 15th, 2010. Welcome, everybody, who's listening in through Shoutcast on both Inception Radio and on the Paranormal Soup Network and Soup Media Network. How you do? How you guys doing? How's everybody doing tonight? And I'm talking about not only the crowd listening in, but the people who are joining me on the call here. I got my good friend Jamie Havikin. Got my good friend Rick Osman. That would be mean. And there's another guy here um, who's, what's his name? Um, guys, help me. Um, uh, friend. Birthday boy. Birthday yeah. boy, that's right. Uh-oh. 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 Dennis Uh-oh. Crenshaw, <laughs> who Hello, is guys. the birthday boy. Hello, How are guys. you doing, Dennis? I'm alive and kicking. And it is your birthday. How, how old do you turn today, Dennis? How old did I turn today? 39. No, <laughs> 65. <laughs> hey, you yeah. know, I, I, from the last picture I saw of you, you would definitely pass for no older than 85. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no older. If, if, if I make it to 85, I'll buy you a drink. There you go. But, guys, we are back on Skywatchers Radio. We've been away for a bit. Actually, it's been, man, like almost two months since we've done Skywatchers Radio Show. And as you guys can see, there's a lot of voices going on. On the show right now, we move to a new time, which is on Wednesday night, 11 o'clock, following the Ken Hutnell Show, which is a pretty good time slot. And now I am joined by Jamie, Rick, and Dennis. They're going to be the co-hosts on the show here. Hopefully every weekend, or hopefully every week, I should say. I'm still getting the weekends confused. But hopefully every week, we could all be on here. If not, it'll just be me and Jamie or Dennis and Jamie. And I'll be out there, you know, looking up in the skies. But what's new, guys? What's going on in your world? Uh... Jamie, how's uh, everything going on with you? It's been a while since you've been on the show, bro. Yeah, everything's been great. I've uh, been uh, running Inception Radio and been doing a lot of sky watching here lately. Uh, we got our new Yukon a couple of weeks ago, and that's a, a new night scope we have that allows us to see just about anything in the sky. It, it's it's amazing. Nothing can hide from this thing. Um you can see in pitch blackness like it's daytime, and, and we started filming with that. And we've got three hours of footage up already, so we're just looking forward to getting back out there uh, probably tomorrow night. It's been kind of cold uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday tonight, but uh, 
hopefully we're going to catch something that will make or give us some recognition because last year we've seen a lot of great things and now we have the capability to see it and film it. So that's what we've been up to. Well, I can that's redefine awesome. cold for all of you Florida people. I know you can. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> if I wanted to be cold, I'd live where you are, but I want to be warm. That's why I'm in Florida. So, uh, yeah. you know. We're under a winter storm warning here. So. You know what? I, I'm, you know, I, normally I would say that Florida has the best weather, but this week has been just awful. It's been cold as heck. Uh, oh. It was 35 last night. It's about 40 degrees now. So it's pretty, it's pretty chilly down here. And I'm all the way down south. I'm yeah, way up, really way up here, down south, way up here in the north in Jacksonville, it's been uh, in the low tw- or the middle twenties all every night all week. So, oh man, I don't like it. Neither do I, Dennis. Especially, <laughs> uh, especially on your birthday. Uh, well, you know, I was born and I was born under a bad sign in the cold weather, so I'm used to it. Well, you know, true. you, you know true. something about having a birthday in December. And somebody I was talking to earlier in in Inception Radio chat room, and I, I, I can't remember who, and I'm sorry, but their their birthday is the 29th of December. And I asked them, did they always get either one gift from their birthday and Christmas, or a birthday present wrapped in Christmas paper? And they agreed with me. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It does, actually. And uh, you know what sucks even more? Having your birthday at the very end of the year, which is right near Christmas. Right. So, which, that's what, that was my case growing up. My birthday's on December 31st, so my birthday landed right after Christmas. <laughs> Pretty much everybody jipped me every yeah. year. They'll be like, all right, yeah. this well, is yeah. your birthday and your Christmas. Right. Year. I got that. And, it's and a it's freaking also, it's T-shirt. Also, it's, it's also, we don't have any money to afford anything for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was the other excuse. That was the other excuse. But you know what, Dennis? It is your birthday, and you know we wanted to all kind of say something nice, and we really couldn't oh, think of rough. anything, I don't think. I know. That's um, hard. It, it was a tough, <laughs> tough thing. But what we all wanted to do is each one of us you know, actually go around the table and say something really nice about you and uh, kind of what you mean to us here on your birthday, which you know well, comes around once a year so. I think really, this will be an appropriate time to start that. What do you guys think? Well, wait a minute. I'd rather you pass the hat. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> well, hey, if you pass the hat at this table, yeah. it'll come back empty. Yes, it will. <laughs> That's the only problem. <laughs> or if somebody puts something in it, somebody else will take it out before it gets to me. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody will look at me because I'm the Cuban. That's right. You know, yeah, you know? Right. it's just, it never ends. Well, thank you, it guys. It never ends. You don't really have to, but do what you want to do. I'll sit here and gloat. There you go. Sit, sit well, there I think, and eat I think it should be uh, it should be an order of uh, you know chronological order of who knows you longest, Dennis and Rick. I think you would be the man for the job to go first. Uh, yeah, actually, in fact, I think I'm the only one of us that's actually met Dennis. Once that is true for a couple of days in 15 years that we've actually been corresponding and whatnot, trading everything from barbs to. Stories about UFOs and Hollower stuff. So, uh, stuff. yeah, about 15 years, I guess. Yep. And uh, 15, uh, maybe 16 now, I guess. Anyway, long time. Not long enough. Stick around, Dennis. Wanna, I'm going to try. I want to throw more <laughs> stuff at you. There you go. You want my book, so you want me to go to. Don't yeah, I'm, I'm sucking up. That's it. <laughs> 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 well,. Dennis, uh, that was lovely. Rick, is that are you done, or do you have anything else to say to Dennis on his uh, 
beautiful. If I lay it on any thicker, he's going to know I'm lying. I, well, uh. I think he, I think he thinks that already. But anyway, uh. Uh, I guess I would be next on the line here, or, or you know, Jamie, uh, do you have something to say? You want me to uh, go ahead and take the uh, next baton? Because actually, I think you met Dennis before I did, didn't you? Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think yes. I did. Yeah. In fact, well, you in, you introduced me to Jackal. Oh, I yeah. think he, I yeah, think yeah. he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, what I can say is that uh, Dennis is a great guy. He's uh, somebody I look towards for wisdom, and uh, I, I go to him a lot for, you know, directions. And he's a great guy. You couldn't ask for a better friend, a great radio show host. And, uh, you know, I would love, I, I would love to have been able to hang out with him uh, in his younger days, and and still even now, I'd love to live close to him, and uh, you know, have friends because I'm sure he's lived a great life, and I'm sure there's a lot more to come. So well, happy happy birthday, Dennis! Thank you, buddy. I'm not sure whether you'd have wanted to hang up w- out with me in my younger life or not. You know, you might. Have. <laughs> uh, it was I, the same. So <laughs> I appreciate uh, everything, Jamie. You've been a good friend, and. Uh, and you too have uh, sent me good information. So it's a two-way street. It is with all these guys. We all share. We all get in fights. We bitch. We holler, and then we throw our arms around each other, and maybe we cry a little bit and get back into the swing of it. So we're all good friends, all of us, and I appreciate the friendship. Now I guess that would be my turn next, uh, since Jamie was so yeah beautifully uh put his uh, thoughts on uh, what he thinks of you, Dennis, and, well, I gotta start with, uh, I don't think I ever told you this, Dennis, but you remind me a lot of my father, and, and this is a, a compliment, because I actually think of, you know, really highly of my father, I mean, I love my dad to death, but you remind me an awful lot of him and your personality, the way you are, your charisma, uh, the way you present yourself, you're an honest person, you're a true person, you're, you're a good-hearted person, and you know what, you're a person that I would like to be like one day, I mean, I really believe that in your heart you really mean well for everybody and i know that your research while it's been extensive in topics that people might look at and snicker i know that your heart's in it and i know that you're doing it for the right reasons and you really are somebody that i admire and look up to and like i said i'm just uh grateful to be your friend and that's the honest truth and like these guys here i hope to have a friendship with you that lasts you know a very long time so one thing i definitely want is to see you in good health and good spirits for a long time my friend so happy birthday and God Thank bless you, sir. Thank you, and 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 we, you. We tried have... to we tried to find the gal to jump out of the cake, but Jersey yeah. Jen was busy. <laughs> <laughs> She's still at Taco Bell. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got her tied I, up in the walk-in. I just I just want to say that uh, you know all all three of you guys you're you're in my life forever. Uh, it's just it's unbelievable to meet three guys like you guys, and and that's why we put. Uh, uh, the paranormal suit network together because we were such good friends. Why should we, you know, why should we be separated? And we're all together now, and uh, heading for Christmas and all that type of thing. And and uh, Jacko, you truly are a friend. I know I joke with you about being a Cuban, but you can't help that. So uh, no, not at all. No. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, writing the book you and uh, Rick have planned to w- with myself also and. And, you know, what more can I say? And Skywatchers Radio, boy, you guys look out for the next year because we're going to make some plans for this thing. That's oh, yeah. what I'm talking about. Yep. 
you so know, thank it, you, it's everybody. A shame that we did, it, it's a shame we didn't have Jersey June, but if you guys uh, want to join me here before we go on break in the next uh, couple minutes, uh, guys. Here, one, what? Two, no, we don't sing. Three. No, oh, no, no, come on. Sing. Oh, I'll take come off my head. I'll take off my headphones, man. If I know I do, nobody we will sing. lose all the listeners we've <laughs> yes. been working so hard to build. Think about this. This would be the best radio they've ever heard in their lives. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, without the singing. Happy birthday. Yeah, there you go. There go. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday, Dennis. Mm-hmm. And Joe, uh, I just want to make a comment. Joe says uh, that uh, that we, you know, when I said that we were going to build uh, Skywatchers this year, and Joe, you know, he's always got to be a smart aleck. <laughs> no, Joe, I'm joking. Yeah, he does. He says, he says, too bad you only have to 2012. Well, Joe, my <laughs> new year always starts on December the 15th, so you have an, only until 2012. <laughs> I've got till December the 15th of 2012. Ooh, wait a minute. Well, this is 2011 coming up. Yeah, and December the 15th of 2012, we'll all be getting ready to get the hell out of here. Yeah, you'll be a week early. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, just everybody, and and not just you guys, but good Lord, all my friends on Facebook. I mean, I've got to answer them. I'm going to answer them all at once. Uh, As as, as, uh, Jamie knows, my uh, email has been jam solid, and I, I counted them earlier. There were 80 happy birthdays, and they've been building ever since. So look, you guys, I appreciate them, but... At midnight, please stop sending them. <laughs> if you guys or, want to relocate your happy birthday wishes, well, yeah. <laughs> if you go to the soupmedianetwork.com, the main website, uh, there's a tab in the uh, network news for Dennis's happy birthday. Wish him well there. Leave him compliments. Uh, you know, any feedback. Uh, no hate mail, please. Again, if you want a hate mail, uh, send it <laughs> to Jesse Randolph. Yeah. Jesse Randolph. <laughs> he loves hate mail. <laughs> loves that shit. <laughs> but let's keep the hate mail away. Guys, we're going to be back here in a, in a couple minutes on Skywatchers Radio, and we're going to go ahead and talk about a little ufology news. I know Dennis has a bunch of good stuff for us, and I know that Jamie always has good stuff for us. And I have a couple items also that I want to get to and talk about and discuss with the guys who are here on Skywatchers Radio. So stick around. We'll be right back on the Soup Media Network and Inception Roswell. Radio. UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. 
This ad has been paid for by the Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Attention, business. This is Commander Zork of Planetary Federation, not Chinese. You are listening to the finest audio stream available on the Internet of this backwater planet. This is the Suit Media Network. Duck and cover. guys we're back on sky watchers radio and now for some sky watchers related news for the week of december 15th 2010 we're in december guys man this year's gone by quick it, is it only me or does this year just feel like it flew right by me hey at my age all years fly by but you're happy to have them yeah. <laughs> well then there's that but guys we do have a lot of seven news. that the time drags yeah, <laughs> no. When well, you're in high, when you're in high school, the time drags. That's when. Yeah, well, that's because you're high all the time. What do you say? Hey, they didn't call it high school for nothing, baby. That's right. <laughs> high school. That's why they called it secondary school for me. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Rick. <laughs> I'm afraid to find out more about that. But anyway, we we do have a lot of Sky Watcher related news, or at least ufology related news. Who wants to uh, lead off the segment here? And uh, let, let, let me let me let me lead let me lead off. Let the birthday boy guys, go. Yeah, let me lead let off because you, we're going to discuss you guys, and I'm just going to kind of make some reports. How, how does that sound? All right, that, that'll work. Besides that, who knows? I might keel over before. Before we, uh, well, you, you, you are the oldest one of the bunch here, so you know age before beauty. 
Uh, um, now wait a minute. Yeah, what about what about age and beauty at the same time? You know what I mean? Uh, hey, let's let's you definitely just, have that, Dennis. You definitely have that. Let's lead off with this one. It's pretty good. Uh, Go ahead. Mysterious pyramid baffles Chinese scientists. No one needs, and this has come from Weird Asia News, which is www.weirdasianews.com. No one seems to know the origin of the meaning behind a mysterious pyramid that sits atop Mount Pagong in western China that local legends claim is an alien UFO launch tower. Nine scientists from the team that will travel to the western province of Qinghai and the mouth of of this 165-198-foot-tall structure known as the E.T. Relics, the pyramid has three caves with openings shaped like triangles on its facade and is filled with red-hued pipes leading into the mountain and a nearby saltwater lake, says China State-run X-High Agency. What, yeah, whatever it says. Yeah, whatever. Well, that's pretty close. Uh, notice add, it was high. You notice I can't even speak English and I go pick out stories that are in a foreign language. <laughs> 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 the, the, theory that, the theory that the pyramid was created by ex, extra created by extraterrestrials is understandable, <laughs> understandable and worth looking into, but scientific means must be employed to provide whether or not it is true, says Yang Jai, a researcher at the Chinese Academy of Social Scientists. The question with its high Excuse me, I got to move up, guys. And and you know what? My hand's so shaky, I can't even put the button on the move up thing. And I don't know what you call it, but oh, come on. A wheel. A, the scroll. Yeah, there you go. I must be getting old. <laughs> well, the site. Good old, good uh, late for that. Yeah, right, the site. The site is questioned with its high altitude and thin crisp air. Has long been considered an ID astronomical location. Two of the three caves at the foot of the mountain have collapsed and are inaccessible. The remaining, the remaining middle one, which is the largest, stands with its floor about six feet above the ground and its top about nine feet above the surface. Inside the cave, there is a half pipe, and it shows the pipe, about 40 centimeters in diameter, tilted from the top to the inside of the cave. Another pipe of the same diameter goes into the earth with only its top visible above the ground. Dozens of strange pipes surround the opening with diameters ranging from 10 to 40 centimeters. Their structures indicate a highly advanced and completely unknown technique. Now I scroll down again. Oh, by the way, guys, there's also a pyramid. So you go to that site. On the beach yeah. at nearby Tosan Lake, many strangely shaped iron pipes lay amid the sands and rocks. They run in the east-west direction with a diameter between 2 and 4.5 centimeters. Even more bizarre is the discovery of pipes in the lake itself, some reaching above the surface and others buried below with similar shapes and thickness as those found on the beach. And, you know, my question is lead, I mean, metal pipes, you know, so anyway, there's a video there. There's a picture of the pipe, which it does look like a pipe, although hardly highly corroded. Picture of the beach, picture of the entrance, and it's all at www.weirdasian.com. 
Asia, no, not Asia, weirdasianews.com. There you go. So uh, you I've might read, want to, Yeah, ahead. I've actually read about those before, and uh, and nobody knows anything about where they came from other than, like you said, the assertion that they were laid down by extraterrestrials millennia ago. But you also mentioned that it's in a saltwater lake, and those pipes, those iron pipes, although they're corroded, they should be completely gone. Right. So, so they're probably not iron. They're probably not any iron we know how to make. So, so but it's nice that the, that the Chinese scientists are going to go investigate it. I just wonder if they'll let us know what it really is. I doubt it. You know, so, but a 40-centimeter so, pipe is a pretty good-sized piece of pipe. It's 20 inches size? across. 20 inches, okay. And, and, and what about, uh, what about, what, what, why would they go from the, you know, from the, uh, why, why does anybody, let's speculate a minute, why would anybody think they would go from the pyramid to the lake? So there's got to be a reason. Well, got me. Why does the Great Pyramid at Cheops have those tunnels in it? You know, they're question, only yeah. 10 inches square. What? Their cross section's 10 inches square, and yet they run 400 feet to the top of the pyramid. What's up with that? Yep, that is very, very, very well true. So it's it's quite a mystery, and and natural, you know, naturally pyramids might go on another show, but the UFO connection kind of puts it there. Okay, yeah. and uh, go ahead, go ahead, somebody, go ahead, because I I, I seem to have lost my place. But I get I, I get for I'm, I'm okay with that because uh, uh, you know it's my birthday. No, yeah. wait a minute, wait it a minute. I, got, I found my place and uh, oh, you did. Okay, good, good man. Okay, so, well, you know, when I was a kid, I lost my place all the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's because your family moved while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, quick, one, back up. You'll never <laughs> notice. <laughs> the, one, the one place. I used to joke my sons about that, <laughs> but the one place, uh, <laughs> the one place where I never lost my place was in line in a concert in the seventies because I knew something really nice would be coming through the crowd. Okay, never mind that. The next one is the, uh, the next one is the ten. It's called the ten UFO sites. It can be found at English dot dot com dot cn. Uh, we might not realize think that they're the ten top sightings because these all are in uh, Asia, so something we don't usually hear about. Uh, the editor's note says, in 20, 2010, many UFOs were reported to have visited China. Residents were thrilled to spot the shining objects that flew faster than, than uh, U.S. and boat or just floated in the sky. Some were captured on photos or even videos for human scrutiny, but some just disappeared in a flash. But most of them were debunked by astronomers, and still others remained a mystery. Now, guys, live with me through the names of these towns, okay? Good luck like, with that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Go ahead. That's what I, I say, uh, you know, with, my loud, with the way I I'm speak. I'm just as bad. You know, it's, uh, okay, this one I can get the first name, so I won't even bother with it. Yeah, I will. It's Pujang, Xinjiang, Providence, yes. September the 3rd. I said that one right. Pujang. Uh, no, Pujang. Okay. Pujang, nasty oh, mind. September sorry. the 3rd. Uh, Wang Shunlin of Pujang, Xinjiang, Providence, told the local media that he had <laughs> told the local media that he had a video clip of a UFO sighting and he promised that the video was real. Another resident 
Yang Xinha saw the shiny object in the sky first and spread the news in an online chat room. Wang was also in the group, so he went to shoot the object on video. I'm doing better with these Chinese names than I do with English ones. Uh, Number two, Hang, Hang's Hong, Xinjiang Providence, July 7th. Staff members at Hangzhou International Airport saw the option, object through their monitoring equipment about 2100 and immediately shut down the airport and many flights were delayed. The airport staff said they could not look at the object directly, but some Hangzhou residents claimed they saw a UFO that day, UFO that day about 1700. No evidence surfaced that what they saw was the same object that appeared near the airport. In Lishang, Xinghua, Providence, July the 26th, three shiny objects resembling the sun appeared in the sky about 8 p.m., and many Lishan residents reported seeing them. They lingered for more than 10 minutes. Wang Shikhu, an astronomer from the Purple Mountain Observatory, Chinese Academy of Scientists, say that they may have been caused by refraction of the sun's rays. In mm-hmm. yeah. Quinn, March the 21st, about 8 p.m., people been, began discussion on the local BBS about some shiny object they saw. The objects were disguised to be one to four shiny objects moving swiftly across the sky. Local astronomers say they may, that may have been caused by refraction of lightning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hong Kong, September the 8th to the 9th. It was a stormy day in Hong Kong, September 8th, and many residents say they saw a UFO. The object was described to be round with a row of lights. Wang Shikha, an astronomer at the Purple Mountain Observatory Chinese Academy of Science, said they may have been caused by reflection of lightning. <laughs> Number six. Stuck record. Stuck record. Stuck record. <laughs> Number six. Hey, at least you're not saying it's swamp gas again, all right? Or you know. Well, they got over that years ago. Number six. Exactly. No, they haven't it, got onto that one yet. It, yeah, they, yeah, they haven't got onto that, right? Liz Howell. Oh, I. I can't expect an X to explain an X I in the name. So it's whatever. Astronomers Regent August the 11th. An extremely shiny object flew at a high speed and became a hot topic on the local BBS. They're still doing BBSs over there. It was described to be a diameter of 20 centimeters and a length of 120 centimeters. What is What size is that in uh, inches, uh, Rick? That's 20 really centim- small. 20 centimeters would be about 10 inches, give or take. Nine. And 120 centimeters would be? Be 40, 50 inches or so, 45 okay. inches long. Okay. With a yellow front end and a light green back end. Some residents say that children feared the shiny object and cried. Some residents from a couple of cities said they also saw the object. Some was astropot, astrophytes, well, well astron- astronomers, explained it was a meteor. All right. Yeah. Okay. That they saw right. uh, floating through the sky. Okay. A lot of meteors float through the sky when they're made out of swamp gas. Uh, yeah. Okay, the next one is in Taiyong, and it was on October 11th. Local, local media said the two o- shiny objects appeared in the sky on the evening of October 11th. One object was big and one was small. 
The next one is Shanghai. Again, two young photographers and their names are there. Found in their photos a shiny object that appeared when they were trying to shoot some night scenes. A young woman who was just passing through also was sure that she saw the object in the photos. The object was flat with two light beams. And in Batu, Inner Mongolia, local air traffic manager bureau saw a UFO through their monitoring equipment 40 kilometers east of Bota, about 20, uh, 20 hundred, and told the airport in Bota to uh, rearrange some flights. At 2200, their flights returned to normal. Uh, so that was uh, two hours. Uh, in Yunkai, in the evening, many Yunkai, this was June 30th, in, in the evening, many Yunkai residents saw a shiny round object flying slowly to the east with a light behind it. The next day, it became a hot topic on the local BBS. Some astronomers said the object actually was a missile launched by the U.S. military. Yes, blame it on the U.S., damn it. Uh, okay. So all those, that's the top 10 seen in it, in, over there. It seems that uh, China has now taken over where Mexico was a few years ago. So that can be, yeah. if you if you guys want to practice your uh, Chinese, that's at english.peoplesdaily.com and uh, .cn. So guys, that's... Uh, that's I got a feeling stuff. we'll all be learning Chinese soon enough anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. my... That's, that's well, my Asian, Asian UFO reports for today. Anybody want to say anything about any? I'll tell you one thing. If uh, if I was born in China, my name would be Hung Lo. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Yeah, Hung Short. Or Go ahead. or or Lo or Lo Hung, whichever. Yeah, Hung Short. One short, Hung Lo. Wow, Daniel Sun. Yeah, one Hung Lo. Yeah, there you go. One Hung Lo. <laughs> That's that's a, a cool report. There's a lot of stuff uh, or activity coming out of uh, China and Asian countries. I don't know if it has to do with Asian Chinese lanterns or what the heck's going on. But uh, who wants to take the next round here, uh, Rick? You wanted? To, I know you kept saying me, 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 me. Yeah, I want to gripe. That's what oh, I want. Oh, you want to gripe? Okay. A typical yeah, typical, typical typical Rick. Go ahead. Gearlog.com, <laughs> a gadget guide for geeks by geeks. Etc. Etc. Anyway, they're talking about a company that, for basically the price of a foot-long sub at Subway, you can get your picture taken into space. But wait, there's more. It's not really a picture. It's not really a photograph on photographic paper. It's really a digital rendering, and and you can't just send it to them on a SD card. You have to send it a file over the internet. And they say, well it costs too much to take the paper up, so we're just going to take it in digital form on a digital device. So wait a minute. For five bucks, you take a file on some kind of a storage device into space, you bring it back, and send it to me and say, yep, I certify that it's been in space. And give me a certificate to that effect. Well, hold on a minute. Now, the astronauts, still, those that fly, they actually get to take personal items. They get to take like flags or photographs or gizmos, widgets, gadgets, stuff into space as as souvenirs. So that's true. What's yeah. a, what's up with this? Hell, I can bounce it off a satellite and it does the same thing. Would would wouldn't that qualify as being the same thing? Well, it's it's traveled through space. Well, yeah, it was a yeah, electronic signal, yeah. but it's traveled through space. So. Send me four ninety five, and I'll bounce your picture off the satellite. 
Okay. That's I'm, stupid. I'm, I'm off my. That is very stupid. Yeah. Moment. But it would be that a great was, stocking yeah. stuffer. You know, I'll, I'll print you out a certificate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your your signal's been in space. Well, hell, if you make Woo-hoo! a cell phone call, it's probably been in space. Yeah, most likely. If you send a text somewhere, it goes through space. Hey, I've you been have up to write in TV. Your TV's coming from space. Yeah, I've been in, I've been in space all my life. What are you talking about? Well, we I'm knew you were kind now. of spacey. <laughs> yeah, well, I only eat space cake. But anyway, uh, that, you know, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous story. It really is. It, it amazes me how stupid some people can be. Well, that that's like people buying, uh, you know. Uh, Homes on the moon already, you know. Yeah. Before they even <laughs> yeah, know good, they're going to be Good luck there. ever actually living there. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> or, or getting the title to hold water. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, Rick, uh, that was good, but I have something that's been kind of in the back of a lot of people's minds for the last week, especially because it came from a big NBA star. Have you guys heard of the story with Manu Ginobili? Yes, I, I, could, I read I it, but I couldn't story. pronounce his name right. <laughs> Aha! Well, San Antonio Spurs stars Manu Ginobili can rest easy now because it's been uncovered. The truth behind what he thought was a UFO that he spotted over L.A. last month, or actually this month, actually turns out to be, you know what, guys? Skydivers. Uh, a skydiver from Red Bull. <laughs> so... Red Bull is the actual UFO that Manu Ginobili saw. So there was no UFO, guys. It's just Red Bull. There was a skydiver who was promoting the energy drink, Red Bull Air Force, I guess is what they're calling it. And uh, a rep for the company actually told TMZ that a team of Red Bull Air Force skydivers took the plunge over Santa Monica at about 5 p.m. December 1st, the exact time and day that Manu Ginobili was caught on tape looking to the skies and saying, man, that looks like a UFO. You know what, though? It, it, it got a lot of press, though, you know, for the fact that, uh, you know, it was just a little light in the sky. He did get a lot yeah. of press for it, which was kind of surprising. But kind of sucks, you know. You know, they get kind of close to the case on this one, but it sucks that it wasn't a real UFO. But what do you guys think? Uh, chances are well, that it really was just Red Bull, or uh, are you think they're BSing us with this one? Oh, I, I'd say that... Probably Red Bull. Uh, I'd say Red, Red Bull, Bull yeah. jumped, but... <laughs> Who's to say the camera was actually aimed in that direction? Yeah, true. Ah. Uh, I, I want to do a shout-out before we do anything else. Slim over at uh, PSN says he is now streaming our program over his site. So I want to thank oh, him. Oh, good man. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Slim Swayze. He's gonna he's our new talent that we that well I discovered kind of, and he's gonna be joining the network here pretty soon. So hey, if he if he fails or succeeds, it's all on me, I guess, right? Because I discovered the guy. So don't <laughs> don't don't make me look bad, Slim. Don't hey, make me look bad. Anybody that starts, uh, you know, right off the bat, uh, he's not gonna fail. No, I was I was at his site yesterday listening to his live five o'clock show. Uh, had a lot of people in his chat room, was playing good music, and uh, you yep. know, I think it'll be a hit. All right, you guys want to hear so what uh, what I have? Yeah. Go ahead. All right, and this one coming from the American Chronicle. Secret UFO leaks? Journalist faces responsibility on disclosure. Now, this article originally appeared in a joint recon study group. The recent and ongoing controversy about releases of sensitive information seems to raise both new 
and long-standing fundamental points about freedom of the press and the whole role of journalism in society. Uh, an aspect of the discussion that appears to many people as an odd issue is the reference to UFOs in some of the documents or materials. However, this topic might serve a, a unique example about the way we look at the roles of journalism, government, and citizens on an issue that could be both important to know about and also require uh, sensitivity. Today's journalists and many other segments of the society face continual charges or changes, sorry, in the evolving economy, technological development, scientific updates, and many other aspects of daily life. Uh, journalism in particular is dealing with the long-standing ethnical and professional guidelines about freedom of the press and responsible reporting. These are uh, combined with a changing landscape of Internet technology and certain characteristics of major media. And I'll just add to this, you know, a lot of a lot of people have been saying that WikiLeaks are going to, you know, release a bunch of UFO documents. And I think that stems from an interview, a text interview that I seen where the person interviewing asked him about UFO documents. And ever since then, it's kind of been blown up. And, and yesterday, the United States appointed its first uh, general cyber warfare uh, hmm. office. So. Uh, you know, it's definitely creating uh, a, a backstorm, and we know that the government's already shutting down websites, so yep. they can't shut down WikiLeaks, though, because it's owned by them. It's not like a Google, like like I think you were explaining to me before. Yep. Well, I could I couldn't yeah, get I couldn't I I couldn't get to it yesterday through Google. I tried and it was said this site is not open or something like that. Yeah, well, that's because they shut down the the initial URL, Dennis. The initial URL was owned by I think it was GoDaddy or somebody owned the URL. They had just leased it from them, or it was one of those companies. And what happened was they had their backup URLs, which they they had on their server, and they owned the actual URLs outside the U.S. So those are still active. As long as the initial server is still up, they can use those other URLs, that's kind of like the loophole, I guess. That they, that's why they're not able to shut those off because I of the fact that it belongs it, to them. I just put it in the chat. That's WikiLeaks. They're okay. using their IP. Right. You know, it's it's kind of crazy, though, because this WikiLeaks stuff, is it's making it worse, uh, really, on the Internet, because now the government's going to crack down even harder on the Internet just to avoid websites like these popping up and, and doing this kind of stuff. Uh, and you know, while we all would like to hear some crazy, you know, WikiLeaks leak about UFOs, what I've heard that they have is really nothing much. They, you know, a bunch of reports from guys who say they saw lights in the skies, but nothing really, you know, mind-blowing or earth-shattering. So, really, I don't think there's anything much that they have, but everything in general they're putting out really is hurting, I think, the Internet in general, because now the government's going to, you know, crack down even harder on a lot of things and they were already on that route i think you and i jamie talked about this a while back that they're thinking about regulating the entire internet by actually making it open base internet which is government owned and regulated meaning it's free internet for everybody but only you could only see what the government allows you to see period and that might be coming up in the future we we're all worried about that i think well, I, I, I'm not really worried about that because there's always been, I don't care if it's been radio or TV or what, there's always been people who've learned to get around it. And that's one of the reasons, us four, and I'm, it was us four right here on this show right now, 
that started the Paranormal Soup Network was uh, yep. find a way to fight that. And we've got the wonderful Sinai on our side over there in the Netherlands, <laughs> who I'm sure, I'm sure he will be able to uh, figure out if something starts going on. Well, Cyanet is definitely a powerful man, but if they shut down the Internet and uh, the government regulates it, it's going to be tough for all of us to stay on air or even to have websites that have anything controversial that the government might, might not want, you know, out there. So, so, so my, my, my answer to that is everybody write down all four of our email addresses because they're not going to shut down the email, I don't believe. And, and, uh, uh, well, and you never know that either. Well, and I've got to, I'm, I'm finishing my statement. And if we see trouble start happening, we will collect your addresses and send you CDs. We will not be taken off the air anyway. It might be each person listening to a CD in his home, but we're going to get this kind of news out. You want disclosure? You'll find it right here on the, on the uh, Skywatchers radio because we're going to get into, we've got all connections and we're going to start using them. Well, who actually, I mean, who owns the Internet? I know it was it was conceived by the military to to, uh, you know, report to each other across the world. But who actually owns it? I mean, is there somebody who they would shut down or is it the government? Do you any of you know about that? You know, that is an excellent question. I, don't I hear think you Googling it, but... <laughs> I'm Googling that, that sucker right actually, now. And actually, it says here, no one actually owns the Internet. That's the first thing that came up here on... We, we need to hear from media. Rick. We need to hear from Rick. Yeah. But go ahead, Rick. Okay. That our, our black ops. No, nobody yeah. actually owns the Internet, but owning and controlling are two different things. Sure. Yes. And so who, the next question is, who controls the Internet? A uh, bunch of guys in CERN, Switzerland. The Swiss. Well, that's better yes. than here. <laughs> that's better well, than here. maybe, maybe I not. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sinai, Sinai so moved to Switzerland. <laughs> there you go. Get in good with the Swiss, Sai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually developed under a DARPA program, Defense Advanced Research Project Agency. But it... It uh, kind of gained a life of its own, and now yeah. the web, the World Wide Web, and all the domain names that are assigned to it come out of CERN, Switzerland. You know, the same place that makes black holes in their lab type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, they don't really, but that's, that was the rumor. Particle accelerator, yeah. Go figure yeah. on that. Yeah, go figure on that. Well, I've, I've got another question. There, years ago, and I don't have the link anymore, but I understand there's another totally different web that's controlled by uh, academia. What, what is that, Rick? Well, it isn't really a separate web. Not really. Almost not quite kind of thing. But, okay. uh, but yeah, it, it kind of, I guess you'd have to say it's... Um, it's a separate web in that they can restrict the access, much like other folks do. So, in that regard, yeah, I guess it's a separate web. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but they uh, basically they have a modicum of control for their system, meaning, you know, what's on their campus type of thing. Right. Beyond that, nah, they don't have control of it. 
the well, one thing the I'll, one thing all I know is Al Gore's full the of awkward it. science here. The awkward <laughs> science. The one thing that I can say about that is that a lot of the academic type installations or laboratories are actually funded by the government, which gives the government the excuse to control that internet. Aha, now we're getting someplace, right? That's where it gets scary. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, they pretty much can shut stuff down if they want to at that point. Yeah, that stuff they can, actually. Yeah. So, Sadly. guys, like Dennis said, uh, get our emails because you never know what the future holds, unfortunately. And speaking of the future, do uh, you guys hear about the Drake Equation and the search for new life forms? Now, I'm sure you guys have heard of uh, the arsenic life forms that they found recently. I'm sure you guys yeah. are up to speed with that. Oh, now, yeah. in 1960, Dr. Frank Drake came up with the Drake Equation, which is a famous formula calculating the likelihood of extraterrestrial intelligence from seven key elements. The figures approximate, approximate as they were suggested the number of alien civilizations able to communicate with Earth was at least 10,000. But with the recent discovery of microbes which thrive in arsenic-rich environments, scientists are now contending that the idea that life on Earth arose not once but twice, may, maybe even three, four times, who knows. Such a discovery would actually have profound implications on the Drake Equation and the search for alien life, as Dallas Campbell learned uh, when he met NASA astrobiologist Dr. Uh, Wolf Simon. Now, this is interesting because the, the Drake Equation does give a very basic view of what life could be outside of Earth and how much they could be, but really with this discovery, I mean, this really is changing, I guess, the parameters of what, you know, we perceive as the possibility of life because of, you know, life forms can evolve and thrive yeah. in an arsenic environment. Think about that, guys. There could be literally life everywhere. Yeah. Well, not everywhere, but on a lot more planets than what Drake's Equation originally Contended. Hell, there could be life on moons, on Titan, on Europa. There could be life on, you know, on anywhere, pretty much. That well, has they, yeah, they already the think there might be life, life. On, on Europa. Europa wouldn't even be a surprise at this point. Because it wouldn't at all. No, yeah, it's 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 a frozen body of water. You know, it's really a frozen body of water on the outside, but rivers, uh, lakes, you know, all kinds of stuff on the inside. Well, we think we don't know for sure. We think, but right. The, uh, but Europa, Europa has some very unique characteristics that are very enticing to the search for extraterrestrial life. The only thing is, they're almost certainly not oxygen, oxygen files, or I don't know what the right, right. word is. They, they probably oxygen don't live files. on oxygen. Right. So, well, isn't isn't that kind of like the the misconception I think that a lot of scientists make is that they think that life forms for them to develop or be intelligent they have to be just like our, us in a sense where they have yeah. oxygen or the same kind of dynamics that we have here on Earth. I mean, honestly, life could develop in any form, you know, imaginable. What, really, what what you have to take into account is the scientists uh, per se or the scientific community or academia, whatever you want to call it, they are all funded by grants, and the grants come from the controllers. So that's not for this show, but that's the answer to all that stuff. Well, I, actually, I, I think that probably ought to be the core of this show and a whole bunch more, but that's just my opinion. The, um, 
the I had a conversation with a physicist one time who amazingly was open to the idea that there could be extraterrestrial life. He had read Drake's equation and Drake's paper that accompanied the equation, presented the equation. And he said, well, I think if we ever get contact, it'll come in the form of prime numbers. I said, prime numbers in what base? We don't know that they got 10 fingers. And he th had to think about that. And he said, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm thinking as, as a human-centric yeah, and you're thinking as egocentric, too. The hell, they might not have any digits at all. They can still have a brain. They can still correct, find yeah. ways of communicating. You know, we can't go by our numbering system or even our mathematics. We, we think we understand all the mathematics that govern the universe. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. We're wrong. Yeah, yeah. We're completely hey, wrong. Li li yeah. listen, guys, listen, guys, before we, we get on, question. I know we don't have, I know we, yeah, we've got a, we've got a, uh, a report, actually, from out of the, uh, Super Media Network chat room, and it's from Winnie Bumpy. I got one from mine too. So it's from Winnie Bumbley, who's from uh, Stu's show area. He says to another who's been in Canada's NORAD facility in North Bay, Ontario, the UFO you guys mentioned in the last month was minor in comparison to the U.S. Missile Defense Shield going offline for about one half an hour last month on the west coast or mid-worst grid area. So a lot of that military, over military bases is still going on uh, since those uh, military men reported it a couple of months ago, I guess. Yep. Uh, on mine, it was just a question. Uh, Joe asked, does the satellite shut down or the feed from the ground stations? I guess he was uh, referring to um, the internet when we were just talking about that. Uh, good chance it could be all the above. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question, but yeah, it probably is all of the above. And thank you, uh, Woody, Woody Bumble. That's I pronounced it Bumble. right. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Woody Bumble. Yeah. Woody Bumble. Bumble. Thank you very much. Uh, another uh, person that Slim has brought us, and we appreciate that. That is interesting news. Uh, now, now, have you guys, uh, I don't know, if Jamie, you probably read this story on your show, but have you heard of uh, Scarborough being the new Roswell? Have you heard this at all? No. I heard a mention, no. but I didn't really follow it up. Well, this is actually for, uh, for folks who like watching TV. Millions of television viewers in the United States of America will be made aware that Scarborough and North Yorkshire, Yorkshire have become the latest hotspots for sightings of unidentified flying objects, or, you know, UFOs as we like to call them. A camera crew for ABC News actually traveled to the area from London and interviewed a number of people about recent and historic close encounters with strange lights and unidentified objects in the area. Miguel Marquez, a 43-year-old TV reporter who, used, uh, who actually used to live in Roswell in New Mexico, said that people were always interested in unidentified objects. He added that I think a lot of people feel that we are not alone in the universe. And he attended the New Mexico Military Institute in Roswell, the nearest town to the to actually to having an alleged UFO crash in 1947, which we've all talked about many times here. He added, I went to school in Roswell, which makes me more aware of the stories about UFOs in America and what America hasn't really embraced yet, it hasn't only got to uh, only hear about Roswell, but people, in, uh, people. there's also the Phoenix Lights, there's Area 51, there's a lot to the story of UFOs. When I saw the story about Yorkshire, I thought how interesting. 
Mr. Marcus yeah. added that up to the up to now Yorkshire. I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing it as Yorkshire, right, guys? Yorkshire, yeah. Butchering yeah. That? All right. Uh, had not only uh, really been on the UFO map until it actually revealed it was revealed as a hotspot last month. I didn't even know that. Jamie, have, did did you guys uh, read that on your show that it was revealed as a hotspot last month? No, I I know there's a high amount of sightings that have, it happened last year too, but uh, there's been a few sightings coming out of there. I wouldn't say that I've I've found a tremendous amount, but I searched the, the UFO news quite a bit too, and I, I haven't heard about this. So, and Joe 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 says there's crop circles in that area also, and I I, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had no, I had no idea that there was that much activity up in uh, Yorkshire. Uh, this year, the Finnish report is likely to be broadcast to an estimated audience of 4 million people within the next few days as part of the ABC News program, Nightline. So this is going to be right on Nightline, guys, if you want to check that out. Uh, and the camera crews decided to actually travel to uh, Scarsborough area after seeing the story in the Scarsborough Evening News. Now, this is uh, pretty, uh, pretty high up there if they're going to compare Scarsborough to Roswell. I mean, there really has to be a lot of activity. I mean, Roswell was the... You know the place where the alleged UFO crashed in 1947. That's why it's been such a, a hugely popular place. So I mean, there there has to be something more to this if they're comparing this place to Roswell than just uh, people having sightings. Has there been any reported crashes out there, Jamie? That you know of? No, not that I know of. I haven't heard anything really. Uh, uh, I, you know, uh, there was one story that. Uh, a uh, witness reported seeing lights in the sky in the same area, and it turned out to be uh, somebody messing around with a kite with LEDs, but that was about two months ago. I really haven't heard much from from that uh, part of the world recently. So hmm. That's odd. They're, they're reporting this as the new Roswell or as a hotspot. Well, I haven't really you know, heard anything out of this, out of Scarsborough yeah. or Yorkshire. It can be a tourism ploy too. That, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it most or likely it could, is. Yeah. Or it could be a reporter trying to make a name for himself. Could be. Which, yeah. And now in the old days, when I say old days, Dennis and I would remember it. You guys wouldn't. When a reporter tried to make stake his claim to that area of reporting anything related to UFOs, he was out of a job. Right. Frank Edwards. Those days have changed. Those not, have not, changed. not really. Look at Angela Joyner. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, it hadn't changed all that much, but nevertheless, it's uh, it's. Wasn't Linda Godfrey in the same boat? Wasn't she a yeah, pretty a, much a reporter? And now she's out of it because she uh, saw a UFO or started. Well, she's not out of it. She's just not network anymore. Right. That's what I mean. So it's still there's still that bias to anything about UFOs or or uh, uh, conspiracy theories or uh, you know hollow earth. They never let them talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it is throw. funny. They really they don't really bring up hollow earth a lot. And yeah, right when they when they bring up when they bring up stories about Bigfoot, they insert into the copy snicker here. Yeah. Well, that's that's like UFOs, and first off, they 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 put in UFO, which is a name totally wrong, yeah. and they put and they put in you know, uh, green men, and there's certain keywords they use to show you that uh, you know to make people think if they even think about it, they're ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Joe says there's a full page of Yorkshire crop circles on Google. 
cool. Is there really? Hmm. I did not know that. I'm going to have to look into that. I, that. Here, go ahead, Jamie. You have a story you want to talk about? or? Well, yeah, I have... Uh, I found this. I'm going to pop it in both chats while I talk about it. It's titled, uh, UFO Secret MJ-12 Exposing the Military Cover-Up. And it seems to be a 50-minute documentary... And I'll post it in both uh, both chats here, and then I'll I'll go on and and tell you guys what it's about. Just give me one millisecond. There we go. Um, one Mississippi. All right, I'm done. It says uh, it says what does it's it's a short one, but it says what does the United States government truly know about UFOs and alien visitors on Earth? Evidence exists today that some military officials may have known more than we realize. One example is the MJ-12 uh, documents, which are signed by the United States presidential order and describe strict official protocols and procedures on how military personnel are to handle and investigate real alien and UFO encounters. After years of painstaking research, many UFO researchers believe the MJ-12 documents are authentic and prove that Earth has been visited by aliens from another world, including the shocking fact behind the amazing story and a, a fascinating series of spellbinding interviews with researchers and the best-known, most credible UFO authorities in the world. Uh, they put out this special edition 50-minute documentary, which you can see on that page and on YouTube. It's uh, Well, it's actually on the UFO TV channel, but just noticed that. But still good to watch. Yeah, interesting. That, well, that's not a big deal, but still, uh, it, it, that is an interesting documentary. And you know what? It, does it really come to any surprise to anybody that the government, you know, might know something that MJ-12 might be real. Huh. Yeah. Or might not. I mean, or might not. <clears throat> the disinformation is just as good as the yes, real information. It is. Just as convincing, you know, just as plausible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, uh, Cyanide, well, actually, you, speaking of Cyanide, <sighs> he got me to watch uh, the show uh, Dark Skies uh, yeah. recently. Yeah, they talk yeah. about Majestic 12 in there. And yeah. the way they... You know, they paint you know MJ12 as really not as a bad organization. Do you guys think there could be any, could be any truth to that? Because I mean, they they really show it on the show like they're really trying to protect the world and the aliens are the bad guys. I mean, well, there could be some truth to that, I guess. Yeah, that that show is actually a great show because it mixes it fiction, it mixes fiction and fact, and it puts real names in there. But I just wanted to make a comment on on Rick's question. Uh, he said they could be aliens and they could not, and they could be a mixture of both of that. Yep. Of course, yeah. Or it could be a mixture of real information and misinformation, disinformation. I mean, and that kind of goes back to the story, the other story that Jamie was talking about, about reporting the news. You know, the responsibility of the journalist to report the news yep. and how that might affect national security. I read that article, too, and the guy who, by the way, is not a professional journalist, he's a blogger. But nevertheless, he makes some good points. Uh, do the journalists actually have the responsibility to m use measured means in reporting? And and I don't know the answer to that. I, I think the answer is that a reporter is supposed to report the news without any speculation or laughing at the yeah. news yeah. or or whatever. Or just, or, or, yeah, without any bias 
or don't report the story if they have bias. In other words, if somebody is strongly supporting a political candidate, they shouldn't go to another political candidate's meeting and then come back and report on it because it's not going to come. We all have biases. You know, when I wrote my book, I tried to keep all mine out. But you go read it, you'll find my my bias or my my own thoughts in it. Even though I tried to just make it my co-writer story, it, you can't you can't you can't uh, report even us. Uh, and of course, of course, us. But you can't report you can't report anything without putting your feelings into it. I don't care who it is, unless you just uh, get a you know, something from, from, say, from the government, and you print it exactly as it is. But then again, you've got the bias of the person that reported the original report. So you just can't get that out of it. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's the way life is, the way humans are, you know. Well, yeah, and remember, guys, don't forget also that the, the media has been used by the government for, you know, since the beginning of the media. And yeah, that's are a, part yeah. of the government. They are a well, branch of the government. There's no hiding that. They're the fourth. Um, they're the fourth branch, and 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 if yes. you look at if you go and you know and and as as I say all the time, follow the money. Go find out who owns the uh, the all of the media, and they've gotten down to smaller and smaller group. The families that own them, and then go and see where their political uh, power is, because then they give money and are friends with certain political people. So you know. That's the one good thing about the internet, and which is scary that they'll shut it down, is because there are people like us, and even though we right. put our, you know, we put our thoughts into it too, we also report stuff that they don't report, and they do not like that. Uh, for, for for instance, you know, uh, uh, somebody who's joined both of our networks uh, on Jamie's first, and thanks to him on Inception Radio, and he and he brought over there Tom Donahue. You know, he reports. Uh, of course, he, he's very biased, but he reports what he what he uh, he reports about what the government's doing, the controllers, as I call them, and they put him in prison under tripped up charges for for many years, and now he's back, and he's on both of our hey, I, I, networks. And and guys, you ought to pulling any punches, right? He does no, not, not pull punches, and you guys need to listen to him. He's on from two to four on either one of our networks every day, seven days a week, and uh, he's a personal friend of mine, and I'm very happy to have him. And, and we're happy to have him on the network, definitely. You know what? I was listening to his uh, first show here on, on Soup Media Network, and he's, you know, he's good, guys. That's what, that's what I want to say. He's good. Listen to the Tom Donahue show. You're not going to regret it. He's, a, he's definitely very, very good at what he does. But, guys, it's time for another break coming up here shortly. Uh, before we do go on break, I want to urge everybody who is listening through Shoutcast to please go over to the network's rooms and chat rooms and, you know, chill out with us. You can either go to psn-radio.com. Or go to the Inception, InceptionRadio.com, or is it just Inception.com? Or no, better, or better, or, or, or InceptionRadio.com. Inception or better, or better than that, do like me and go to both chat rooms and, and drive our numbers up. Indeed. There you go. That's what I. Right. I'm in both places too. But then, me too. Yeah. And in both rooms, be sure and wish Dennis happy birthday. Yes. No, no, yes. I've had enough happy. Do that. Do that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Be sure yeah. and oh yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, guys, if you have any hate mail, <laughs> yeah. Jesse Randolph at jesserandolph.com. Yeah, and, and, like, and, I, I, yeah, 
In fact, I was I was complaining a little bit to Sinai earlier today about uh, Happy Birthday shutting down my uh, email several times. But uh, and he said, "Well, you can block it out." But I decided not to because you know you guys want to wish me a happy birthday. But I'm only going to give one message tomorrow, uh, thanking everybody. Don't expect a private message for me because my fingers are like clubs anyway. Let's go to our break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, guys, we'll be back here on the Suit Media Network and Inception Radio Network, Skywatchers Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Mental disorders are common in the United States and internationally. An estimate 26.2% of Americans ages 18 and older suffer from some sort of mental illness. Now this figure translates to 57.7 million people who suffer from some sort of mental breakdown. If you find yourself laying in bed on a Saturday or Sunday night hearing voices while you're trying to sleep, well it might not be that demonic being from another dimension trying to kill you where you sleep might just be your mental illness starting to kick in. So if you're out of meds for the night, then I have just the thing. Come listen to my show, The Jackal's Head, on the Soup Media Network. You can check out our Listen Live page only on www.psn-radio.com. See you there. This ad has been paid for by The Jackal's Head and the War on Terror. War. It's fantastic. Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Are you sick of sweating it out at the regular health clubs? Wouldn't you rather lay on the couch all day, drink beer, listen to the Stones, and still knock off pounds? Then it's time for you to join the Keith Richards Fitness Centers. At the Keith Richards Fitness Centers, we'll work hard to give you that sunken-eyed, hollow cheek look of a real rock and roller. In fact, we guarantee dramatic, shocking weight loss, even if it kills you. How? By putting you on Keith's own daily regimen. That's how. Stretch out in one of our detanning booths. Pass out at one of our many juice bars. Or just come by and sleep all day. Keith does it. You can too. Hello, I'm Keith Richards. You can talk about kicking the exercise habit or you can do something about it. Join one of my fitness centers now and in two mind-voguing weeks, you can be just like me, a bloody rat. Join today and get the Keith Richards Health Kit, a carton of Marlboros, three-fourths of a bottle of Jack Daniels. Keith Richards Fitness Centers. Unleash the real rock and roller in you. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel. And more. SupermanHomePage.com. The story that rocked Palm Beach in the world. Uncle Ted, dude, throw on some boxer shorts, let's cruise our bar and rage with some babes. Excellent. Power, money, women, and poontang. Uncle Ted, dude, let's use our infamous last name. Swim naked. William Kennedy Smith and Ted Kennedy in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Part Two: The Next Genitalia. Excellent. Coming soon to a theater near you. Rated X for excellent. Attention, prisoners. This is Commander Dork of Planetary Federation, not Chinese. You are listening to the finest talk show stream available on the internet of this backwater planet. This is the Suit Media Network. Duck and cover. And we're back live on Skywatchers Radio here on... Yeah. <laughs> Media Network and Inception Radio. Again, for all our Shoutcast listeners, please drop by our chat room on www.psn-radio.com and inceptionradio.com and hang out with us. Don't just listen to the Shoutcast. It's kind of boring. Well, not that we're boring because we're not, but that's boring. Just come over and interact. It's a lot more fun. Anyway, yeah. guys, we're back on Skywatchers Radio. Dennis has... Something he wants to get off his chest, and if I if I know Dennis, when he has something to say, I listen. <laughs> I'm not that guy. So I'm listening. Bonds or whatever. But uh, once again, I want to remind everybody: if you should go to both chat rooms when we're on, because both chat rooms have different people, and they're talking about different things, and you'll learn a lot in the chat rooms as much as much, if not more, than you learn here. But what I wanted to say was in the last hour. I mentioned to follow the money trail. You don't even have to do that. If you want to see the connection between the media and the governments or the controllers, as I call them, go check out the list of the members of the Bilderbergs, the Trilateral Commission, and the Council on Foreign Relations. Yeah. Sounds familiar. That's, that's all I that's had to it say. Right there. Yeah, that's it and right the there. Fed. You, met, yep. you left out the Fed. 
Well, yeah, the Fed's a different story. They control the money, so they, you know, you're right. They need to, but they, but they, though, yeah, check out the members of the Fed in those three groups. Yep. Well, anyway, on yeah. that note, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a story that came out of Scotland. Oh boy! No, no, Scottish <laughs> tale. I was the X-Files Scottish guy. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Jamie have a friend from Scotland. He's, he's a, a gentleman. Yes. And he loves hot potatoes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I put the I hot thought, potato. <laughs> I thought most of them like sheep. You know, you know what gets me? Is, well, is that's you know what you think the potatoes are for. Oh, you know, yeah. you, you know what gets me except you know what gets me except for a short period when they called them freedom fries. Everybody called them French fries, and they never went France at all. Right. Okay. Whatever. They call them <laughs> um, well, the, you know uh, what the reason why? Because they're horrible. Anyway, anyway, never mind. Go ahead. Oh, McDonald's. That's why McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. eat the fries at McDonald's, guys. Don't just don't. checkers. Don't do it. They're lovely. They used to be better when they actually fried, fried them with lard. Bars. Yeah, when they were real. <laughs> when they were real potatoes. <laughs> I suggest you guys look at the movie Supersize Me and uh, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, let's see. This comes from Tyrone Times, which is in southwest Scotland. <laughs> There's a Tyrone in Scotland? Yo, Tyrone. <laughs> wow. Does he play basketball with potatoes? (laughs) Does he play basketball using potatoes? (laughs) Wow. I think he knows your your Scottish guy there, uh, Jamie. He's been hanging out with Tyrone. You better call on Tyrone. Go ahead. Published date, 10 December 2010. Alien craft may have been spotted in the nighttime sky above the Tyrone town of Ochnacloy, according to a local man. Spooky lights traveling at incredible speeds have long been associated with otherworldly visitors from other galaxies. But Ognacloy man Richard Moore, no relation to the guy that played James Bond, has claimed, well, maybe, uh-huh. has claimed on a, UF, uh, on a UK UFO website that he spotted the unidentified flying objects around 6.40 p.m. on Tuesday, November 30th. He said, I saw two UFOs in the night sky while outside in my backyard. They were small, but not overly bright lights. One traveled across my line of vision at high speed from left to right as I looked up, and then it disappeared. The other light was to my left, and it was changing direction in the sky at high speed. Then it, I lost sight of it over the buildings. The sighting, sighting, singular, have heralded, sighting, singular, have, plural, heralded a new wave of interest in UFO spotting in the south of the county on the final frontier with County Mona, Ma, Monaghan. Whatever monogamy, I think is pronounced. <laughs> anyway, I suddenly, I suddenly feel better about my my reading tonight. I believe yeah. I, I I believe <laughs> I believe it is reflective lighting. Lighting, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be swamp gas in Scotland, I don't think. Too cold. Reflective but it could be lightning. That could be. It could be lightning. It could be. Yeah, could be Loch Ness monster. And if it's in the summer, it could be the sun. Hey, did, did you guys catch that school board shooting on video yet? No. No, I didn't no. have a camera there. 
That that's crazy. Yeah, they had a camera in the courtroom, right? And they had a public hearing at the you know uh, the head of the school directors, and there was public that it was full, just a little meeting room. And at the end of it, you know, some of the public is left there. This guy gets up and he spray paints a big circle with a V in it, and then he pulls out a gun and tells all the women and all the public to to leave, and tells the six people on the school district to stay. And uh, they went back and forth for a little bit. And finally, he just pointed his pistol at the guy, point blank range, and shot him. And then they wow. all started They all started uh, going under the desk. And then he was shot by the resource officer in the back. And then he shot a couple more rounds. But what's crazy is he shot this guy point blank, and the guy wasn't hit. Wow. Good wow. shot. Good let me shot. See if I can, let me see Drop. if I can dig that video up. Yeah, you know, give this us, is just... Yeah, no, no. Uh, this is th- that's the best promotion ever for a TV show. That that's for V season two, isn't it? <laughs> that, all that all that is just promotion for the for the TV show V. Oh, it's right it's right here, <laughs> right on CNN's homepage. You can watch it, CNN.com. Go there and watch it. Wow. CNN.com. I'm I'm going there right now. I'm holding it till after the show, but I wrote it down. Once once you drop yeah, it man. in this chat room for those that can't remember CNN.com. Well, right. if you can't remember CNN.com, you got issues. That's an easy hey, one, guys. Hey, that's an easy one. Hey, I've, I've had issues all my life. <laughs> this is true, too. Uh, did you guys hear about the uh, UFO sighting over Santa Monica that happened no. uh, not long ago on December 9th? Just uh, no, right around the corner, actually. I said it was not. Was not. Could not have been. There's no such thing. Well, this is exactly where I'm going with this because I got the audio report of this and I'm going to play it for you guys to listen to this. And you can hear Bill Nye, of course, denying that this happened or this was you know, a, a significant event of any sort. And then we're going to talk about Bill Nye a little bit on the return and discuss you know, our feelings of the guy called Bill Nye, the science Bill guy. Bill Nye, the debunker guy. L- listen yeah, to this, guys. guys. This, is, this is ridiculous. Now, listen last night, several of our viewers contacted us saying they saw some strange fireballs or lights streaking across the sky in Santa Monica. The intriguing lights were all caught on tape, but the question tonight is, what were they? Beverly White, live in Santa Monica, with more on that. Beverly. That's right, Colleen. Neither the Coast Guard nor the Santa Monica police confirmed taking any reports about UFOs yesterday. But tonight, many people are talking about these recent sightings, unusual sightings in recent days. Videographers who claim they captured a mysterious event yesterday in the skies over Santa Monica posted these images on YouTube. The website Open Minds TV calls it Santa Monica UFO. This couple also saw something yesterday around 5.30 p.m. but had no idea what it was. John said, look, and I looked up and I thought, oh my gosh, it's a shooting star. And I went, wait a minute, it's not a shooting star because it slowed down. They were kind of sparkly, very white. And uh, leaving a trail of like sparks behind them, and they they didn't come straight down. They were kind of corkscrewing down. Open Minds TV also posted video from December 1st of another unexplained overhead event labeled Silver Surfer after the comic book character. We asked renowned scientist Bill Nye to take a look. It could be sea monkeys, which are brine shrimp shot in the right light and superimposed on the blue sky with the shaky thing. In other words, Nye thinks this video is not only edited, but fabricated. A lot of things you see in the sky, you don't know what they are. To draw the conclusion that they're alien spacecraft 
is quite extraordinary. This student says she was leaving Pepperdine yesterday when she saw something too. In the sky I saw a fireball coming down and it split into two and I sort of followed it as I was driving and it was due south of me. Scientist Bill Nye believes observation is healthy. What worries him is speculation. Now 520 and here in December, dusk, could be an airplane making a turn with a condensation trail coming out the back. Could be a meteor. We love meteors. We may never know exactly what our neighbors recently saw, but sky watchers are reminded that the massive Geminid meteor shower is returning on December 13th. Reporting live in Santa Monica, I'm Beverly White, Channel 4 News. And there you have Bill Nye, the debunker guy. My, you know what I think? I think that uh, Bill D. Yeah, I think Bill D. Nye is trying to take the place of the late Philip Class. My question is, why does these news outlets still go to this moron and they keep asking him, you know, what he thinks? Obviously, he's a, he's a debunker. That's clear. I mean, we all seen him on Larry King Live. You know, try to debunk everything. On site. I mean, he has like absolutely no open mind whatsoever, especially for a scientist. It's kind of, it's kind of sad, really, for a guy who's a scientist to not have an open mind about anything. And just well, like shoot I, it down. like I said, like I said, he's trying to take Philip Class's place, who is the most ridiculous man to ever talk about UFOs. Now, well, Jamie, you, well, well, yeah. Um, let's well. see. Qualification. Where can you go with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think he has a degree in any branch of science. He's an entertainer. This is like if Pee Wee Herman came out and said, <laughs> "Aliens are not real." <laughs> it's very similar. Bill Nye was, a, you know, a, a Saturday morning cartoon character type of guy who was on TV. You know, he's an entertainer, like he's like Rick said. So, again, I ask, why is this bow-tie-wearing freak on TV (laughs) every time there's a UFO report? That's my question, because, honestly, he knows nothing about the subject. The guy is making complete, unrational judgment of footage that he wasn't even there to witness. Yeah. (coughs) He's got a degree in mechanical engineering, and that's very, very far from the physics that would govern such behavior. Well, I hope I hope I hope he doesn't burn his hand when he's changing oil at his job. <laughs> the okay. Same way he wipes his out. Never mind. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Nye the, and I'm not even going to go there. Him and his little bull tie. If there's one guy I'm tired of seeing on TV is Bill Nye. I mean, seriously. Just I agree. Of, I'm all. I'm almost glad that Larry King is kind of going off air because that way there will never be another Bill Nye on Larry King because he was on there a few times and it just annoyed the hell out of me. It really did. And uh, if anything happened to Bill Nye, uh, secret government, I don't, you know, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, he was on Larry King. I can't, I can't quit uh, saying that I believe he's trying to take Philip Glass's place because he, he was right. always on. Yeah. Who, was he always on Larry King also? Yes. Anytime there was a UFO he, uh, show, he was on there. Even the even the big Roswell special from Roswell. I mean, no, it was a 51 special from Area 51, which wasn't even at Area 51. It was in their studio. Right. Well, at this point, I don't know who annoys me more, Bill Nye or Rush Limbaugh. I don't know. It's a toss-up. 
Well, Rush Limbaugh, if anybody, I mean, those that listen to him, we know where their mindset's at. They're in the box, and they're going to stay in the box, the lids closed, and taped down with duct tape. So, in other words, Bill Nye's mindset would be up his rear, because that's kind of, you know, where he's, his head's up his ass. So he, he's that. trying, he's trying, he's trying to build a name for himself as the number one debunker, and, and, and that's what I believe, and, and I'll believe it until he makes that spot, and then, you know, who cares, he's, he's an idiot. And you know what? I, and guys, you guys know me. I'm a healthy skeptic uh, about a lot of things, uh, but really, I mean, every time I see Bill Nye, I just want to puke. I just want to punch a baby. Well, well, you know, Bill a skeptic. Nye me, a, Bill Nye a makes skeptic. me want to punch a baby. That's what Bill Nye makes me. You know, in reality, it's like uh, it's it's like it's like how they changed our republic into a dem democracy. They did. They've done the same thing with a skeptic. The four people on this panel right now are better skeptics than those that deny because a skeptic says, well, I don't know, but I, and, I'm, and it really doesn't sound right, but I'm going to find out. And, and, and those that are called skeptics today say, ain't no way. Yeah. 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 And there's that. Uh, guys, nasty if you guys want to join in the, the – What is it, Stan says? Nasty negative naysayers. Yeah. <laughs> nasty negative naysayers. Uh, guys, if you want to join into the conversation here for the next uh, 30 minutes before we go off air, please call in. Number 786-245-8127. That is the call-in number. So get yourself on the phone. Start dialing them digits and join the conversation and see what you got to say about what we've been talking about, which, of course, is UFO-related stuff. And, yep. of course, I, w I would like to hear what you guys think about Bill Nye the Deny Guy. You know, especially, you know, for you who might have grown up watching him on TV. And, I mean, does anybody out there, can anybody out there actually say that they grew up watching Bill Nye the Science Guy on TV? Anybody? Uh, I used I to watch it a really. little bit. Not much. Uh, I, I never was more watched Saved that, by the Bell. Not much was time, enough. But, I um, never watched yeah. it. <laughs> well, I, while we're waiting for callers, I want to jump in here and say that... Uh, Last Thursday was the 45th anniversary of one of the most plausible UFO cases on record, in my opinion. And that was a Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, yep. right, right, right. So, there you go. That's my comment for the night, I guess. No, you'll have another one. Oh, okay. Most likely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most I likely do that often, will. yeah. <laughs> Give him about five minutes to think of something. That's all. Oh, six no, seconds. No, no, no. Give him. Give yeah. us time. Give us time to just screw up a little bit. He'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys. I, I got an. It's not so much an article, but uh, well, it has a little bit of an article. But this is actually uh, more cool pictures than anything else. It's fourteen images, uh, astronomy pictures that they've released, and I want to just share this with the uh, chat room so you guys can check it out. Here you go. It's a bunch of nice astronomy pictures for you astronomy buffs out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys seen it, but these are pictures right up from 2012. There, I mean from 10, 2010, sorry. And uh, they're just uh, <laughs> random pictures from the last few years that they've taken and they just put this out. There's some really nice, neat stuff in there for you guys who like astronomy and pictures of the stars. And yeah, be sure you put it in. Heads. It, be put it. You put it yeah. in Inception Radio Cat Room also. Yeah, I'm gonna do that right now. And there we go, guys. So, uh, yeah, astronomy, pretty cool stuff. Especially recently, they announced that, what was it, they, they found that there's about sextillion more, I guess, suns out there or stars out there than they originally initially thought. 
Now, for you guys who don't know what sextillion is, that's not a it's sexual a condemnation. That's a lot. That's a lot. Boy, is it a lot. That's, m that's more than a trillion. It's a billion yeah. billion is what it is. Yeah. Well, put it this way. Austin Powers <laughs> doesn't even know that number exists. <laughs> yeah, and, and even Bill Gates doesn't know that number. Yeah, give him a gear to yeah, he'll figure exactly. it out. <laughs> I think Bill Gates is pretty close to that number, actually. <laughs> now that's that's amazing, though. I mean, that means the universe is extremely larger than we probably even think. Well, I'm still saying did, that it's infinite, but that's just me. Well, they never did say that it extended the reach of the universe. It, they said that it extended the number of stars in the universe tripled the number of stars in the universe, which triples the chances of one of them actually having some intelligent life, going back to the Drake equation thing. But that's dense. That's, you know, there's no need for dark matter theory, period. Sorry, Michio. <laughs> yeah. That's another show altogether, though. <laughs> yeah. It is. But anyway, I just wanted to share that uh, website. This is That's... It, pretty cool, pretty neat pictures. I'm looking at some of the stuff as we're doing the show here, and they're pretty. There's some pretty neat pictures out there. It's amazing what the night sky looks like from uh, space, or what outer space looks like, I should say. I got, uh, anyway. I got another another little story here. Okay. There, there are it's, no it's, it's, little stories. Well, it's like it's it's more about. It's more. It's more of an announcement of a, a new book, uh, "The Secret History of Extraterrestrials, Advanced Technology, and the Coming New Race." Uh, this is coming from UFO Digest. Um, let's see. It, it it's a new book that explores the role of ETs in the military, government, technology, history, and the coming new age. Um, it surveys contact with ETs, abductions, alien technology, exopolitics, genetic tampering by ETs, and the history behind the Nazis and UFOs. It contains interviews with Jesse Marcel, uh, Michael Sala, and uh, others in the field. Uh, the extraterrestrial presence on Earth is widening as we enter the Aquarian Age. We will admitted. Uh, emitted officially we will be emitted officially causing shock and an urgent universal need to understand the social and technological changes coming so that's uh, it's a new book coming out by Len Kasten L-E-N last name K-A-S-T-E-N The Secret History of Extraterrestrials Nice. Oh, guys, we're getting a call here on the network phone, so let's uh, join the conference. Uh, caller, you're on the air on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Slim Swayze here. How's it going, fellas? Hi, they Slim. Yo. Slim. Hello, Slim. Slim. How's it going? So it's far, going. so good. Good, good. It's going. Right yeah, on. it's going. So what's up? Thank what's up, Slim? How, how do you? Thanks again oh, for simulcast. Sim thanks there again for simulcasting, Slim. Hey, no, no problem, man. I, I was doing a show, and once I, I kind of wanted to end it anyway and get some work done, so I'm just streaming you guys over. And now, once now that I'm with this this uh, this network, I'll be trying to network with you guys and be simulcasting some of your shows over um, often anyway, as long as I'm not doing my thing. 
and I've been promoting hard. I'm instead of coming over this week, I figured what I'd do is just promote and let everybody know that uh, starting Monday is when I'll come and do my first show over with you guys. I'm kind of promoting that to make it kind of a bit of a a bigger deal, as it is kind of a big deal to me. So, Sweet. well, give it, give 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 our audience the name of your show and uh, also uh, where you uh, simulcast our stuff, so they they can. Check that out too. Okay, yeah, the name of my show is uh, the Slim Swayze Take the Red Pill Show. Learn the truth. Uh, it's at www.slimswayze.com, and I do a show every day, 5 p.m. to 7 uh, Eastern Standard Time, which will be as of Monday on Suit Media Network. And then usually most nights as well, I do a show at 10 p.m. Eastern, and it goes till I don't know, sometimes 2 a.m., sometimes 5 a.m. It's hard to say, and it, that's more just a talk-based show, and people can call in and or call in with their Skype. And I'm also trying to get a Skype phone number that they can call in with as well, but uh, they don't offer Canadian ones, so I don't know. Maybe I'll get a New York, New York one or something. Well, that way. once you join our network, Slim, you you have that covered already because we have a network phone number. So you don't have to worry about that. That's already taken care of. But uh, it's getting uh, getting onto the uh, subject here. You're going to be joining us starting Monday, right? That's when you're going to do your first show. Yeah, I figured that'd be the best way to do it. Is fit, you know promote it this all this week on my site, you know, and on my shows, and let all my listeners know. I've also put you guys into the new link section that I just built on the site. Put a banner for for you guys and a direct link to the site. And uh, just letting everybody know that I'm now. If I've been I've been promoting it for a couple weeks that I'm coming to Soup Media, but I'm actually t- letting everyone know every show that now I'm officially part of the network and coming this Monday, 5 p.m. I'll be, uh, you know, on on the network doing my show. So well, we're waiting for it. We're waiting on you, Good man. Now, Slim, uh, what do you think of uh, the show? tonight we're talking about ufos and ufology what do you think of ufology ufos what do you think of the stories we've been talking about what are your thoughts on bill nye the deny guy i don't like him <laughs> I, I don't Welcome know to I the think, club. yeah i don't i don't <laughs> like him right man. um and and i think it's interesting man i'm not a real big you know i don't know a whole lot about ufos other than you know i i like I, I believe that they've existed they exist and they've existed here for a long time and i you know i've i have chariots of the gods the book as well as you know have the movie and uh, i watched ancient aliens the documentary and i i find it all very very interesting um i i i don't doubt that we are actually the 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 uh product of uh you know cavemen or well what would have been cave women uh bred with uh maybe extraterrestrials because what are we but a highly advanced you know ape so I, I don't know, but I, I definitely don't, you know, deny that it could be. Could be. Now, this is uh, something you were touching upon earlier tonight on your show, Jamie, on uh, InceptionRadio.com. You were talking about the uh, the whole project with the Star Child and how long that's going to take to before they we find out, you know, concrete information. Even though we don't, we know a lot already about what's going on with Lloyd Pye and the Star Child, the Star Child Skull. Yeah, I just got his ebook tonight. Did you really? Yeah, it's free. Now, you know, I had to, actually, I was pondering a question to myself, and, and, you know, what Slim just said kind of leads me to the question I was pondering earlier tonight was, uh, could it be that perhaps it's not so much an alien being that they found in the Star Child skull, but perhaps it was another race of humans that have, you know, that lived that in that time period long ago that are now extinct? 
Could that be the possibility? Uh, how far off do you think they would be in the genome uh, when they're doing these exams? Have you heard anything from uh, Lloyd Pye directly, Jamie? Yeah, yeah, I have. And, uh, you know, basically, this is the only skull that's been found like this. You would think if there was, you know, uh, a population of them, there, there'd be more. But uh, straight, straight from Lloyd Pye, he says that uh, the guy that's doing his DNA testing... Um, they're talking about the low percentage being 10%. So this is going to be a huge difference from modern man. Uh, oh, humans okay. and chimps are, are 2% different. So um, uh, like I said, he we now have proof that it does contain a DNA that is not of this world. They just have to sequence the genome, and that's what really takes all the work. Once that's done, they can... Uh, put everything into right. the computers and calculate how close it is and, and what it's made up of, if anything, that we have on Earth. Well, I, I would stipulate that the DNA that they've recovered is not of any known earthly source. That still doesn't eliminate right. that it's an earthly source. It's just not a known right. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, is it alien? Is it unknown? Well... One would be the other, but the other wouldn't be the one. So, are are any of you guys familiar with the Al Fry documentary <clears throat> films? No. They uh they were around. Uh, they're they're older. They're like from the late seventies or early eighties. Um, and I I watched some yeah, of them. Yes, Al Fry. Al Fry has been involved in uh, the UFO field for since probably I I I might be wrong even longer, but at least from the sixties and. And uh, he he's he's put out a lot of good reports. He's got a newsletter called uh, Fry's Files, and and he's yeah, really I'm great. a big fan. I actually have his his films that I found, and uh, I have the Hidden History and and uh, some of some of his other films, and they're actually kind of what what rewoke me up, as some call it, um, and and I it really got me inspired, and and there, some of them were really great, you know, talking about you know a lot of hidden things that. Uh, you know, don't really get out um, and into the news. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm around Angel's age, about thirty. So this stuff was, you know, uh, these films were being made when I was just a little kid, if right. not a little toddler. So it was really interesting to to see, you know. So uh, I have those films too, and I, I'm willing to, and you know, anybody who wants them, I can, uh, I can definitely get them to them as well. So they're definitely well, really neat to watch. Films. Uh, Lloyd has put up, I believe it's six. 15 minute segments on YouTube totaling about 80 minutes I think. Yeah, you can get them on uh, newparadigm.no it's uh, one of them's 45, the other one's 35 instead of doing 10 minute videos, you can get it all right there um, Nice. He put that information out on his last newsletter Bites of Pie um, You could probably find it on the starchild.com uh, that's what I hate about YouTube. Those ten-minute things all cut up like that. I, I can't stand it. I've 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 been predicting for a while that there's going to be somebody come along that will uh, try to compete against them and will at least extend to thirty minutes. Well, there's a bunch oh, already of them already exists. there. Yeah, there's already, yeah. Yeah, already a bunch of them, but none well, of them the Google the, video uh, seems to be pretty good. The YouTube has. Yeah, but they don't have the marketing that YouTube has, and that's the reason. And this is on purpose because YouTube actually belongs to Google. So yeah. they don't want to really compete, so they they really make Google Video kind of 
crap. I don't know if it's true. I heard that Google Video, they've kind of stopped it because what they're doing now is archiving all their material and they're banking uh, some sort of satellite channel coming out in the next while. Well, they have Google Google TV that's coming out too, but... Um, you yeah. know, my my sky watches tend to be up to an hour at a time, and I'm not breaking my videos down for YouTube. So uh, I went to Google, the next thing, and you can no longer upload videos to Google yeah. Video. So yeah, yeah. Well, I know there's a good little application called Boxy, and uh, I I just got it about a month or so ago, and and it's really cool. Some of the channels that you can watch on it, you know, uh, the Google one, uh, the the YouTube one, you know, there's a TED one, you know, there's just lots of them. Uh, also, your normal, you know, Spike TV and stuff like that. But it also archives all your films that are on your computer, and you can bring them up, and it shows the covers, and it's pretty pretty neat, pretty neat little program. Oh yeah, I've seen I've seen Boxy. Yeah, I've seen Boxy. I haven't used it, but I've seen Boxy. Yeah, I, I thought it was about. really neat. I'm gonna have to mark that on my calendar here. Definitely worth checking out. Answer. Supposedly, you can use a remote control too with it. So nice, very but nice. Yeah, I want to check that out. Very nice. But uh, anyway, the reason I, I was making that correlation earlier, and I was asking you that question, Jamie, is because that really would rule out, uh, you know, another species that that lived here on Earth, even though. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure evolution's evolved here several times. You know, we know the dinosaurs were around a long, long time ago. So who's not to say that evolution hasn't come around a couple of times? But if that rules that out, that really leaves the extraterrestrial presence as the main yeah. answer, really, for this being. And, you know, Slim made a very good correlation. He said, though, they could have been here for a long time. Hell, we could be offsprings that look similar to them because we really are evolved from chimps and monkeys and you know we don't look anything like chimps or monkeys there is something in our human genome that is called the extraterrestrial or et dna strand which is uh an et genome which they found uh, when they were decoding the the human dna i think scientists actually named it the the alien gene if i'm not mistaken now where did that alien gene come from from an alien race perhaps where did that alien race come from well who the hell knows? Could it be 2012? I don't know. Could it be the Anunnaki? I don't know. Yeah, but maybe you know, Mars. Either maybe Mars. I don't, nobody knows. Because but they, that, it's funny I that they did call now. it the alien gene, though. It's funny they called it the alien gene. Well, well listen to this. Uh, uh, Lloyd Pye basically said that the only way the Star Child could be here is if extraterrestrials. Um, did in vitro fertilization into a woman and and right. actually put it together. There's really, you know, very, there's no other ways this really could have been done. At least that's what he says. Uh, I just had him on recently, and that's what he told well, me that, that it appears to be the case. Sci- but scientifically speaking, I, 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 scientifically speaking, I understand why he would say that. You wouldn't think that, an, you know, a gray, for example, would be able to mate with a human. Well, know, wasn't there biological a biological species? But you never, you never know if uh, maybe they got their freak on and. Well, I, I think there's babies. a quote. <laughs> I forget where it's from, but it said then they they saw the 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 women of the earth and they found them fair. Um, I don't know if it was with the, the missing link or or what the where the quote came from, but um, something that 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 was you know what happened is they they found the the women of the earth to be fair and, and bred with them. Um, so who knows? You know, it's definitely possible. Amazons, Amazon women. 
Yes, and they are beautiful to look at. But you know what? Even in the Bible, for a lot of our Bible thumpers who say, ah, aliens are not real. Ah, they can never exist. The Bible talks about the giants. The, you mm-hmm. know, they talk about the, the fallen angels. And now that you now that you mention that, can I uh, segue into a a program that we have coming up on Unraveling the Secrets at midnight every Saturday? But uh, this Saturday, the twenty sixth, the day after uh, the day after Christmas, we've got Fritz Zimmerman coming on, and he is the expert on the giants, and uh, we're gonna. Really talk a lot to him. He is a very intelligent fellow, and he has a book out, a couple books out, one on the mounds of Ohio and the other one on the Giants, and they all fit together. So anybody that's interested in the uh, Nephilim, I think that's how you say it. If it ain't, Rick, correct me. Yeah, the Nephilim. Yes, or the Giants. You come to... Come to Unraveling the Secrets at midnight on uh, the Soup Media Network with Rick and I. We appreciate Neat. it. Yep. I'll be I'll be checking that out. That's actually where, when I was speaking of Al Fry, that's where I'd heard about that. That's Nephilim, and it even showed pictures of uh, you know the, the the skeletal remains and things of that nature. He, so. Yes, uh, yes, Fritz will be showing pictures of the skeletal remains plus newspaper reports from the eighteen hundreds and the early. Uh, well, yeah, nineteen hundred, yeah, early eighteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds, when they were finding a lot of them all over the United States and, in fact, the world. So, anybody yep. that's into that, this guy knows it all, buddy. That's awesome. Now, how, how big uh, are these skeletal remains, Dennis? Do you have any idea how big? These uh, yeah, they were? go from they go from eight to twelve foot. Well, that could be a large NBA player nowadays. Now I'm no I'm a no I'm a uh, I, I don't ha- I don't have his information. They might be larger than that or even a little smaller. But that's most, what I seem to remember. Of them, most of them range, and there are like 630 different reports of digging wow. into mounds and finding them. Um, yeah, and most of them ranged from seven foot four to eight foot nine. But occasionally there was a really outsized one, like for instance nine foot eight in Lovelock cave or lovelock canyon california uh there was one in northern indiana or central indiana actually that was uh, supposed to be i want to say 11 foot two or something like that neat but the, the salient point is when these all these mounds are supposed to be a thousand years old somebody's got music in that background going there can you guys yeah. uh, cut that out all the all the archaeologists still tell us that these mounds are uh, they're only about a thousand years old, and yet when they dug into these mounds and they found these giant skeletons, the bones turned to dust as soon as they were exposed to air. Now, that doesn't happen in a thousand years. Now, is that the cave no. that uh, the Native Americans they had a legend about giants, and um, they went in there and they found uh, some skulls? I thought it was in Arizona or Nevada, but is that the Lovelock Cave? Uh, yeah, it okay. might be Arizona. Okay. It's right along the California border, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty close. Might be close. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's California, Arizona. Could be California, Nevada. But anyway. It's pretty crazy. I've seen, I seen some uh, some photos online. I don't know if this correlates to any, any of the ones you've seen, Dennis, 
or any of you guys seen, but I've seen some of the uh, giants that have been found, and there was one in particular that the the guy who was actually dusting off the bones and you know looking through the uh, the, the remains, uh, that that giant's head was as big as that whole guy's body, pretty much. I've that seen was, that. Have seen, you seen anything that large? Yeah, that, that, that was, was that was Photoshop. That was Photoshop. Uh, but 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 Fritz's Fritz's photos are real. I mean, uh, he gathered all this information. I I think he spent ten or twelve years gathering it, didn't he, Rick? About fifteen, actually. Yeah. So well, yeah, uh, it's like the Al Fry films I watched. They they this would these were made way way before uh, you know f Photoshop. <laughs> so uh, you know, and and also he talked in in those hidden history films about the opposite of of little tiny people, yeah. dwarf like people, and yep. pixie like people as well. Uh, yeah, no, the Pukwudgeny. If you go by the Native yeah. American name, it's a Pukwudgeny. That's yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Very interesting and, stuff. You know, the the bottom line is, guys, we we are really not alone. That's really, <laughs> I think, the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, stop fooling yourselves out there thinking that we are alone on this little planet, circling this star that is one of exactly. sextillion stars. Well, or at least we weren't universe. at one point, because you think about colonialism and and even indigenous people and how many millions and millions have been wiped out due to colonialism. Um, who's to say that they weren't, you know, wiping wiping these these other, uh, you know, people out as well um, long before it, you know, well, because there's been thousands the, uh, and thousands of years that have yeah, that that's, have passed. Well, that's kind of like what Steve Hawkins came up with, uh, you know, saying that well, we got to be careful, you know, sending out messages into space because they could be hostile and that kind of stuff didn't work out too well for the Indians, you know, a couple of hundred exactly. years ago. So you know, yeah, I understand that, but think about this though, Slim. If if you're a race of beings that could come from you know, all, I don't know, two light years away. And actually come to Earth to discover whatever it is to discover. You could you could take life out like that seriously. Yeah, you could, exactly. You know, wipe out this planet easily. The fact we're still here now, and we're still living. I mean, that kind yeah. of bodes well for the, for the whole thing that they're maybe not that hostile. Maybe we're the hostile ones. Well, I'm more worried about. about. Yeah, exactly. I'm more worried about us and what's happened. Do like if you look back to colonialism and what's what man has done to the planet and done to indigenous people and things of that nature. I, I'm I'm a lot more afraid of my government or the people that are in power today than I am of yeah. any extraterrestrial life. Amen. Amen, brother. Yes, ben. Shot the rooster, I killed agree the hen. Yeah. There you go. Gotta agree with that 100. percent Guys, maybe. For all we know, we're really, you know, we're, we're kind of like uh, on timeout right now in our planet, and maybe they don't want us exploring any further than outside our our solar system, for example. Maybe we, this is as limited as we're going to be able to get, and that's why a lot of the missions into space have failed or have gotten lost because, hey, they're kind of not sure if we're, you know, ready to be out there, so to speak, because we are a hostile bunch. We can't get along with ourselves on this planet. You think they're going to, you know, let us just roam around out there where... Space might be teeming with li with other life forms that we might not understand. When we're uh, still on this planet, hating on each other for the color of our skin, different or exactly. differences that we have, uh, I mean, I, it makes exactly. perfect sense. Why would they want to get involved with us? <laughs> that's right, but uh, you know, I think that in the end, once we straighten our act up, that they'll let us out there. Anybody but Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, the, or the or the or the GWs. Yeah. <laughs> well. At this point, I think Obama will be the uh, first one to be accepted into Space Brotherhood. He so already has been. For change. 
We so already have time been. for change. Time for change, guys. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm going to tell. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. Obama promised us change. I'm tired of change in my pocket. I want some bills in the back pocket. No doubt. <laughs> I feel See, that. What you guys didn't. We didn't understand about the whole thing with change. Was he wasn't telling you there was going to be change. He was telling you, "I'm going to take away your change, <laughs> and your dollar bills, <laughs> and you're going to get nothing." I, I googled what a trillion dollars is about a week ago, and at first it brought. I Google imaged it, and it brought up what it was a billion dollars. So it was it was a ten pallets of hundred dollar bills, and I was like, "Yo, that's a lot." My buddy's like, "No, no, you're looking at a billion. Check it out." Yep. And it's a football field full of pallets of hundred dollar bills. Yeah, well, I saw. I I looked Ouch. it up in another place, and they had them stacked, and they reached from the earth to the moon. Yep. I, I wouldn't doubt it. It's crazy. It was Ouch. it was a football field full of pallets of hundred dollar bills. Yeah, I, I like, saw that one also. Yeah, that was cool. Well, that, that's why I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but most of the money in this country actually does not even exist in paper. It, it's actually in bank accounts, and literally are nothing but digits in bank accounts. Uh, right. So for all these billionaires who have billions and billions of dollars in their bank account, they never really see almost any of that money. Because it's all transactions through bank accounts and through numbers. That's really all it is. Once you get to that high echelon of you know of money, you pretty much don't have physical money anymore, which is kind of scary to think about it. Because you know, it, say there's an upcoming uh, new world order <clears throat> or anything negative like that, uh, they could just wipe out your whole bank account and you're nothing. You have you have nothing to show for the billions that you once had. Nothing. Well, guess what? I don't have anything to begin with. I don't care. Well, this is true. You know, I, I measure my my wealth in ounces of tobacco. Wow. I, I do the same thing, but it's ounces of something else. Anyway, yeah. guys, we'll be back next week here on Skywatchers Radio at 11 o'clock, same time, same bad channel or something like that. And uh, join us also on the weekends on our shows, you know, Jacko's Head, Unraveling the Secrets, Oopaloopa Cafe, Inception Radio. Slim Swayze, Take the Red Pill. Tom Donahue, who is awesome. But he's, you know, Tom Donahue is Monday through Sunday. I mean, every day of the week you're going to get Tom Donahue at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. So yeah, make and sure and you listen and to that. That's, that's Sunday. And he's on, every day but Sunday. Uh, and Do Tom Donahue is on go. both. Tom Donahue is on both networks. And, uh, you know, we're connected together. We'd really love it if when you guys come on, you'd go into both chat rooms so we can, you know, we can compare uh, what everybody's saying in the chat rooms and kind of pass it back and forth. Because, hey, from now on, uh, I'm sorry to tell you. Well, I'm not sorry. I'm glad to tell you. We are joined at the sorry. hip. We're joined at oh, the hip, man. buddy. Well, it's like with my site, slimswayze.com, although it's my it's me for my st show, but my show is now a part of you guys, so, uh, you know, I'll be doing my thing on your guys' network. Uh, of course, my people can still get it at slimswayze.com, but I'm telling them to try and, you know, at, from 5 to 7 to come over to Soup, uh, you know, and, and join me in the chat room there. Um, so, and as, as my, the new P as the people come and realize where, you know, that I'm telling them to come, they'll start to come over eventually. So, yep. uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to do I'm, all I can to, to get all my people to come over and, and definitely check out some of the other shows as well. Cause, uh, I, you know, I think it's a good fit. I think I'm going to learn a lot from all you people and I'm pretty well, excited about it. Well, we appreciate it. Before we, before we get off there, I want to thank everybody anywhere for all the, uh, the birthday wishes and uh, next year, lighten up on my Facebook, will you? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Dennis, your birthday was yesterday. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Well, Quit gloating already. Jesus I can still, Christ. I can still. Well, then why are you guys sending me electronic birthday messages in the <laughs> private chat? That's what I'm... Oops. Happy birthday, Dennis. Yeah, yeah man. Happy birthday, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you. Many, 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 many more. Yeah, many sure. More. Definitely. So, guys, we'll see you on our next show. Take care, everybody. Well, thanks for having Peace. me, guys. Talk to you yep. later. Have a good night.